poor people Them not give a damn about poor people Selfish capitalists they are Selfish capitalists they are This is JV, you are listening to Pope People's Revolutionary Radio and TV 96.1 FMLP. KEXU 96.1 FM Poe People's Revolutionary Radio I'm JV and you're listening to Free Aslan And uh, today we have a very good show on Free Aslan I'm going to be interviewing Brown96 And this is a a, a host of a podcast um, The Hip Hop the hip-hop spot and um it's going to be a very good interview and before that you know i want to talk a little bit about a certain topic um i want to talk about you know a topic that concerns many organizations many groups um and i want to talk about predatory behavior within organizations and this is something that affects every single group at some point on some level because um Anytime human beings come together and organize in some fashion, um, human beings, um, you know, there's going to be um, some challenges and obstacles and effects of colonialism. uh, And these effects um, often result in predatory behavior. This is something that is very near and dear to my heart. It's something, um, you know, some people talk about pet peeves. Well, um, I have sir, I have a pet peeve or two, and um, this is one of them. One of my pet peeves is, you know, um, anytime somebody, um, you know, acts um, under the color of authority uh, and, you know, preys upon certain individuals, um, this is something that I'm very concerned with and I'm very passionate about. Um, you know, we and, and to give people, some of the listeners who may not know what I'm talking about, an example of what I'm talking about is, you know, we see in the corporate news, we see some of these Catholic priests 
um, they're acting under color of authority. So what that means is they're acting um, under their authority. They're in uniform representing um, their organization. In this case, you know, I'm using an example of the Catholic priests who everybody knows um, have been for centuries, um, you know, Praying on people, and and this is something that I'm very concerned with. It's one thing when you know uh, people are adults and they do things on their own free time, and you know they take that, you know, take that stuff to a momo, a motel, or whatever, and handle it. That's that's fine. But when somebody is acting under authority and this can be an organization, it can be a political organization, it could be a cultural organization, it could be a revolutionary organization. And when they are acting under this authority um, in their um, in their official capacity um, <clears throat> and then um, preying upon people. This is very concerning to me. It's, it touches very close to my heart. And this is something that um, I'm very passionate about combating. And, um, and so I think that many organizations deal with this um, on different levels. It's important that we um, understand what this is, um, you know, whether somebody's preying on somebody physically, whether they're preying on somebody uh, sexually whether they're preying on somebody financially. Um, you know, these kinds of parasites are cancer to an organization. And it's important for the leadership of certain organizations um, to act swift. Um, and, and, and when I say act swift, um, it's important to deal with this situation um, uh, when an, a predator is identified. Um, and one of the ways, you know, I, I resort a lot of my examples from prison only because um, this is where I gained a lot of my knowledge and experience from prison organizing. And what I found was that within the prisons, um, in my experience, you know, one way that um, we dealt with, um, you know, um, certain predatory behavior is, um, you know, once somebody is accused of predatory behavior in any capacity, that person is isolated from the group immediately. Um, you can think of it as if somebody had a you know, a life endangering illness, sickness that was contagious, you're going to um, get that person and you're going to contain them, isolate them. And this is important for the group. You have to um, grab the person, isolate the person away from the organization. And this is very important because um, if not, then while you're doing your investigation, what can happen is this person can continue to prey on the very same people or others. And this is very harmful to an organization. It can actually destroy an organization. Um, it can destroy an organi organization internally. Um, and, and, and so one of the things that I found effective in prison is once somebody's accused of predatory behavior they're isolated from the group they're contained outside of the group and they have no dealings from that moment until the investigation is over they cannot have any kind of dealings with the organization with any members within the group and this is in order to protect the group and so this is a safety precaution this is a security measure I think all organizations need to have this security measure in place um, where accusations are made, uh, an investigation is launched, and you grab the person and isolate this person. Isolating means they cannot conduct any business for the organization until their, their investigation is over. They cannot contact any members within the organization until the investigation is done. And this is because many times when somebody uh, is accused of some predatory behavior, what they will do is they will contact the people they're accused of preying on in order to pacify them and coddle them and get them to support their narrative to the experience. And this is why it's very important to get these uh, people who are accused 
isolate them. From this point on, you are to contact nobody in the group. You are to conduct no business within the group. And this is a safety measure. This is how leadership uh, is supposed to react to um, uh, predatory accusations. And so, um, you know, uh, I think that it's important to also address um, what to do with predatory um, uh, behavior once it's found, identified, and confirmed. Um, and so, you know, if it is confirmed, um, then, you know, if, if a certain person um, conducted a crime against the people, and that can be, that crime can be, um, as I said, physically, sexually, financially, um, however they are preying on people, I think that, um, you know, justice has to be issued out. Um, and some say, what is justice? You know, well, what is justice? Well, let's talk about this. So justice can mean many things to many people. It means many things to many organizations. Uh, one thing um, that justice should always um, mean is um, a stop uh, a seize of this behavior and it can be stopped in many different ways you know it can be stopped by this person this predator um, to be um, banished from the group uh, indefinitely it could be this person to be suspended indefinitely um, you know there's certain organizations around the world um, who would even argue that um, for some crimes against the people, um, blood debts are needed, you know, and blood debts is basically somebody paying with their life. You know, it depends. There's many organizations around the world and people take on different ways of uh, issuing out justice. You know, um, I think if we talk to people on the street, which I'm used to talking to, I think they would agree that justice, uh, that, you know, they're talking about uh, eye for an eye and, um, you know, um, they're talking about blood justice, you know, the ultimate justice. So, you know, and this is why I like interacting with people on the street because, um, you know, people on the street ain't playing. So, you know, we have a lot of organizations. Some people may think, um, well, we'll talk to this person and that's good enough. Um, but other people think otherwise. So this is something that um, every organization group um, um, should, um, you know, talk about. And they should have certain procedures in effect where, um, you know, they know how to deal with certain forms of injustice. And they know how to bring justice in certain cases. Um, because, um, you know, it's very important. It will destroy an organization. Um, I think it reflects on the leadership um, ultimately, uh, you know, and and um, and, you know, sometimes leadership needs to be brought to justice if they are not issuing justice and protecting the people, you know, and, and, and that's another conversation. But I think that um, when it comes to um, injustices within organizations that um, I think that leadership has to act swiftly. I think they have to isolate individuals and I think that action needs to be taken um, because if not, um, what's going to happen is you're going to have all of these um, people committing crimes against the people, um, preying on the people, um, and um, and we can see how that's going to affect an organization. So, um, you know, uh, being in leadership within any organization is tough. You know, it's not just about um, having the label of I'm part of the leadership. It, it goes past that. You know, you you are in charge of the safety and security of the members below you. You are in charge of protecting the people. You are in charge of the safety of the group. And if you cannot meet those uh, elements, then you don't need to be in leadership. Um, another thing is, you know. A lot of people don't like to rock the boat. They don't like to speak up when something has been done. And I think it's every single person's duty and responsibility to speak up, not only for themselves, but for future members, for other members. 
um and um and and you know the future of the organization um you know if if somebody loves the organization um they're going to speak up when something is not right they're not going to sweep it under the rug and i know it's tough i know it's hard i know it's uh, uncomfortable i know it's awkward um and this is where leaders uh, define themselves this is why someone's called a leader they're not called a leader because everything is handed to them easily they're called a leader because they take that risk they stick their neck out on the line they take the you know the ridicule they take the um isolation of being the only one speaking out against something that's wrong um you know in many organizations as well i think um you know um there tends to be um uh, a male dominance and there also tends to be uh, oppression of women within many organizations and this is a problem patriarchy is a problem it's a problem in organizations it's a problem in society and it manifests in many different ways and one of the ways it manifests is when um, there's certain uh, forms of oppression um, inflicted on women and, um, you know, if there is a male leadership, uh, if they sweep it under the rug, if they um, downplay it, if they, you know, um, you know, if they do this, um, this is definitely not only um, upholding this oppression, but it's also uh, fueling uh, this patriarchal um element within the organization and this is a poison and so it's very important um you know one of the things i like to gauge certain um situations in is i like to think of my own uh, family my own my children and i like to think of what how would i feel if this happened to my child and um, this is a perfect gauge where if if this happened to my child, how would I feel about this? And and this is very important because as an organization, we have to understand, we have to overstand that um, these people ain't paid to be in this organization. These people are dedicating their time, dedicating their lives to an organization. They are, um, you know, um, loyal to an organization. And when uh, wrongdoing occurs, um, you know, it should be the responsibility of that organization's leadership to put the people um, before anything else, before relationships, before favoritism, before, well, you know, I knew this person for this many. No, the interests of the people, the members of this organization should come first. Another thing is, you know, it, it doesn't matter how long somebody's been in an organization, what they've done. You know, Mao, Chairman Mao talked about don't rest on your laurels. You know, don't rest on your laurels. You know, just because I've done something or somebody has done something over the years, that's gonna, not going to take you uh, throughout the rest of your life. You know, yeah, this person has done this, this and this 30 years ago. Yeah, this person has done something 10 years ago. That's not going to justify them doing something wrong today. And so the duty and responsibility of leaders in any organization or any revolutionary leaders, any um, anybody in a leadership position is that every single day they take that responsibility of um, doing what's right every single day they do um they contribute in some way not just because they've been here for x amount of years that's irrelevant that's that's good that's 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 beautiful but what are you doing today and um and so if somebody has a track record of doing good and then they do uh, commit a crime against the people they collaborate they coordinate a crime against the people even if they're silent in the face of a crime against the people that is an injustice and silence is being complicit with injustice being silent is going along with this injustice allowing it supporting it and so this is something that you know i'm very passionate about um anybody acting under a color of authority and um you know um preying on the people in some way very passionate 
and um, I seek justice. And I am a fan of ultimate justice, by the way. So this is something that's very near and dear to my heart and something that I will not allow um, in any uh, fashion with anybody that's remotely close to me. Um, if I see it, I'm going to speak on it. And, um, you know, in the re in revolutionary uh, movements, there's something called um, unity, struggle, unity, unity, struggle, unity. And this is a concept, unity, struggle, unity, where an organization and its members has unity um, in public um, and then internally they struggle. And they struggle because there's always going to be forms of oppression, um, even a, in a small scale and a bigger scale. And so unity, you have unity with the group, but you struggle internally constantly in order to um, advance the group, advance the group ideologically, advance the group, um, you know, physically or in any in any nature. And so and then you struggle and then you go back to unity. Unity, struggle, unity. Unity in public, struggle internally, unity when you come out of that struggle. And then the process starts again. Unity, struggle, unity. And without this process, um, you know, an organization or group is going to, um, you know, it's going to be destroyed. And so this is a very important uh, concept unity struggle unity i think that um you know when dealing with any kinds of um, forms of oppression any kind of predatory behavior i think it's very important that these organizations continue um in the concept of unity struggle unity and you know um and to do otherwise is going to um you know destroy an organization and, and another thing is you know, I'm looking more and I'm talking to others and uh, some of the listeners of Free Aslan have, um, you know, talked to me about different forms of oppression within organizations, different forms of predatory behavior. And so this is something that I believe um, may be an ongoing, um, um, you know, an on ongoing segment of Free Aslan in order to help um, you know, create this conversation of um, addressing um, oppression within organizations, internal oppression, um, predatory behavior, and different contradictions amongst the people. Um, you know, when we have contradictions amongst the people, um, we have to identify those contradictions. We have to learn um, what is causing this. Um, you know, who are the individuals involved? Isolate them. Get to the bottom of it address it um, and bring them to justice in whatever shape form that may look like and um, that may take on many different forms and whatever form it does take um, I'm very happy as long as justice is issued out and, and that's very important and also another thing that I, I believe that you know some of the listeners of Free Aslan have requested that um, you know that I begin um a public criticism of certain organizations um a public criticism and to other people i'll just say putting an organization on blast and um this is something that i will be doing uh in the future i will be discussing this with other people and organizations that fail to address oppression and predatory behavior will be blasted on free aslan um i will be blasting individuals as well predator predators who are engaging in this behavior i will publicly blast them names and everything details everything so this is something that's very passionate to me this is something that i am not going to um allow uh, my listeners to um uh, you know bring information to me and um and, and address certain issues and struggles that are going on and be silent about it because as long as i have access to radio um my um primary purpose is to serve the people um i serve the people above all else and um so when it comes to any kind of injustice 
um, done to the people. Just like I blast the pigs, um, I don't just blast the pigs because I don't like pigs, although I don't like pigs. <laughs> but I also blast the pigs because this is an injustice that is issued out to the people. I'm loyal to the people. I serve the people. So when there's an injustice issued out to the people, I'm going to be on the side of the people. And so that's where I stand. And so whether it's pigs, whether it's reactionaries, whether it's organizations, whether it's individual predators, um, I'm going to do a public criticism. Um, um, and, and if justice isn't sought in other avenues, well, free Aslan will issue out justice. And, and, and I'm sure others um, throughout Aslan will issue out other forms of justice as well. So with that being said, um, you know, we're going to take a short break right here. We're going to listen to some music. Um, this is a song I'm dedicating to my squad. You know who that is. And uh, we're going to have a little bit of little little music right now. And we'll come back with our in interview with uh, brother uh, with the brother um, um, Brown nine six. So listen in and um, check this out. This is KEXU 96.1 FM, Poe People's Revolutionary Radio. Uh, and you're listening to Free Aslan, Voice of the Chicano Nation. And, um, and so um, before we get to that song, I just want to say this. I want to say that um, anybody, um, you know, there's a lot going on. A lot of internal contradictions um, and um, anybody who wants to forward me any kind of information, documentation on organizations, um, you know, uh, that need a public criticism, send them to me so I can do some research, learn more and I can address the situation. You can email me at Jose H. Villarreal one at gmail.com. Listening to Free Aslan. I'm JV. Esto es para todos los guerrilleros y las guerrilleras, los hijos y las hijas de la tierra, los abuelos y las abuelas de la futura, el tonatiu y tonantzin por las semillas de cultura. Es como refresas, un respirar de la hierba con un corazón de fuego, mi amor es en la guerra. El tambor de mis deseos, pero mis manos están madera. Nunca puedo tocar o tener la trencera. Solo sabe Ishel, Tonantzin y la flecha Quiero una esposa quien prefiera la tinta de la tierra Y la ceremonia no la pinta cosmética de este pinche colonia Esto es para las chapinas Zapotecas, Mixtecas, Yucatanas, Tatuxanas, Tatejas Esto es para las zapatistas, sandonistas y las ejerciteras Mis compañeras, ellos no son indias, son los hijas indígenas de la tierra Vestida de jupiles, cual cobre los fusiles Oh, Tams Lacotas y Anishinabe, Yoeme, Mexica y Maya, mi gente. Oye, presidente, te pones en la boca, en cada oración te vomitas mentiras. El pueblo te va a dar la bota quemando la casa blanca, la casa de mentiras, delegación central de la opresión de nuestras vidas. Perros migras, ellos son los inmigrantes, Anahuac hasta los Andes, somos los que llega antes. Ahora vamos adelante, vamos adelante, deja el español, Mexica. I be the enemy. 
me swallow pressures, keep stepping Open up wide, from north to south, yo East to the west side, from what is above To the region of the dead, I spit indigenous lyrics Aim me straight for your head, cause my blood is red Like I said, underground said You can take my life, but you never give my soul You're so equal, that soul Now I'm under control, of my own destino The sun godfather, like my name was Al Pacino The earth mother goddess, the culture and the knowledge You can never rob from us These are my protectors, from all four sectors The water keeps me going like a river when I'm flowing The earth is my home, the place where I return Whenever I begin to roam The air in my lung helps the movement of my tongue Plus the fire is within, from beginning to the end So I grip the microphone like a boa constrictor Cause I am and always will be the Victor Mexica Dowie Mexica Dowie Mexica Dowie Fuck your fist if you're a revolutionist Mexica I'm a man making my stand on stolen lands With my soul in hand, I'ma grow, expand Take it to the next level, sitting right in the middle Between God and the devil, keeping it heavy as metal On four wheels with dope skills, my flow kills Idiots and ignorance, now hold still Picture this, me hitting this right out the park Straight into your heart for mine Every time I construct a rhyme I design it to enlighten the mind Let the soul shine like a wax car I'm not a fast car like NASCAR Yet I'm moving with the speed and strength of ten Jaguars Love it when the DJ throws the scratch hard And this is KEXU 96.1 FM You're listening to Free Aslan I'm JV And um, and so I want to start this show um, With my guest Um I have on the phone Brown96. Are you there, brother? What's going on, man? Oh, what's up, brother? Finally got you on, brother. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Free Aslan. Gracias, bro. Hey, man. Appreciate this, man. Hey, hey man. I've, I've been a long-time listener of your uh, your show, man, and it's uh, nothing but that word, mm. that palabra that we all need as, um, mm. as Mexicanos, as Latinos, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Um... You know, Rasa need a voice. We need a voice um, of truth, and, um, and 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 that's very hard to come by nowadays. It's very hard to come by, um, especially because of the um, most of the corporate donors won't let many um, you know radio stations and programs um, talk the truth. You know, they'll get their funding yanked. You know, these nonprofits and stuff are under extreme pressure uh, to toe the line. And um, that's what's beautiful about independent institutions. And this is what I like about your show. Um, the Hip Hop Spot is that it's independent institution. It's an independent podcast. You know, you're not linked up to no big corporation or nothing. So you have that freedom and independence to speak truth. And, and, and I'm a yeah. fan of your show as well, brother, you know. I appreciate that, man. But, you know what I mean? I mean, the way I see it is uh, we got to... But we know how to, you know what I mean, how to address situations and problems that we see as raza. If we're able to see kind of a way how to deal with certain situations, then why not spread it to the people, you know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because truth is, truth is power, brother. And, and, and you mm -hmm. know, when people are um, educated to the truth, uh, you know, it's it's going to um, propel us forward, it, whether we're talking about a group, whether we're talking about a movement or society uh, in general. Um, truth is very important um, in order to guide us. And, you know, mm. and those of us who speak to the community, um, you know, we're, we're, we're guiding the people, we're guiding the community. And it's very important. So I, I like your show, but I wanted to ask a little bit about, if you can talk a little bit about yourself, brother, and explain to the listeners, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you grew up at, and, um, you know, what got you to what you're doing today? Yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt, man. Uh, well, I go by Brown 96, and with, uh, I mean, I'm surprised, bro, that you're, like, putting your name out there, you know what I mean, with all this movement you got going on, like, 
you ain't scared that you know what I mean that the Europeans may come and get you, man. Absolutely, not, I know brother. by putting all this out, man. Hey, hey I've had uh, I've had a lot of um, I've I've climbed a lot of other obstacles, brother, and they've done everything they can possibly do. Um, and so, you know, um, the only other thing they can do is put me in the ground, brother. But, um, you know, uh, I see it as we're documenting history. I think it's important. Mm -hmm. And um, I know the truth. And I'm going to share that with as many uh, Rasa as I can um, while I can. And, um, mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it until, you know, until I can't do it anymore. But, you know, uh, yeah, brother, you know, we, you know, we, uh, our people have... Um, you know, been through so much that many do live in fear, but um, it's important, and I think that's what defines a leader. A leader is um, somebody who, um, you know, who is courageous in the face of fear and who understands Ooh. the odds that are against them um, and, and speaks out um, because it is true and it is righteous, and, and regardless of the repercussions, um, this is something, you know, if, if you believe in a cause, um, you got to be willing to die for that cause, brother. And, and you know, and, and I do believe in the cause of the Chicano Nation and the, the struggle for national liberation. And, you know, I believe that it's a just cause and it's a cause that um, that is worthy of my life, brother. And, and, and I am in struggle. But I want to hear a little bit about uh, how you grew up, brother, and, and where, you know, how you got to do what you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, originally, man, I went by Brown P for Brown Pride because I was always, you know what I mean, mm. always into, you know what I mean, trying to see what I can do for my people. Like, I was always, as a youngster, man, I grew up in the streets of uh, East Salinas, mm. California, man, and uh, you check on the news, man, that's all you hear, just negative shit about East Salinas, man, East Salinas yeah. shootings, East Salinas, East Salinas, that. And uh, so I grew up with that uh, <clears throat> mentality that all we can do is just negative shit. I mean, mm. uh, can I cuss, man? Uh, you can do whatever you want, brother. But you know. Oh, man, no doubt. Yeah, so I grew up just thinking that we could just, all we can do is just do negative stuff in life. That we, we amount to nothing but just negative, you know what I mean? Right. So I grew up with that mentality. <clears throat> and as many of us did, as Latinos, um, you know, Isolina's, uh, you know, we have that red and blue out here and all that, man. So I was a, uh, a kind of a product of that, of that, you know, I mean, neg negativeness out here. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I mean, going to school and all that, it was just <clears throat> having to deal with, uh, I had to deal with a lot of racism growing up. Uh, believe it or not, there was, I went to, to a school, Salinas High School, mm. where there was a lot of, uh, white kids that went there. Uh, so um, it was kind of, I had to deal with it in a way because, uh, and I kind of feel proud about it now that I went and did this instead of going against my own, mm. that in high school, me and some of my buddies, we, we would fight against skinheads, mm. you know, neo-Nazis. Beautiful, beautiful, so, like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, I would see... Uh, what I would see on the wall, yeah. I would see X3, X4, and then I would see a freaking uh, swastika sign. <laughs> That's how I grew up, yeah. man. And yeah. in, in lunch, man, we would get down with these skinheads, man. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, They'd be yeah, calling yeah. us, like, in class, I had a few of the of the white kids that would, like, tease me and stuff, like, calling me, like, you know what I mean, Pancho and this and that. I'd be no. like, all right, sandwich, <laughs> I'll see you in lunch. And, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that type you, of stuff, man. So catch you at lunchtime. Catch you slipping at lunch, bro. Hey, man, that's yeah. how it was. And ever since that, I, after that event, that's when I started doing the, um, I started working on my poetry more. I started, you know what I mean, being more, I wanted to express myself in a way that, and I would even tell my own homies, like, you know, man, this red and blue stuff, man, I don't know, man, you guys got to give that that stuff up, because, like, it's a it's, it's bigger than that. And they would just tell me, I mean, drugs took over all that stuff, too, you know what I mean? All the people that I grew up with, they're all strung out on meth or whatever, you know, ice or whatever, man, and it's just, it's, it's a shame, man, that they were so dedicated to the wrong thing, you know what I mean? When they could have put that dedication to something that really matters. You know what I mean? And that's a lot of these streets, a lot of these hoods, they they put their energy and 
their will on the wrongest things because no one is guiding them. Mm. No one is there telling them, you know what? In the big picture, if you if you step out, bird's eye view, this is what's going on. Check this out. Look mm. at look at what the nation is doing to your people. Mm. Look at this. No one's doing that. So what do they do? What's in your in your immediate surroundings, your own people. So what do you do? You try to get money out of your own people. Mm. You try to jack your own people. You try to do this to your own people because you're there. I mean, that's why you do what you do in mm. your hoods because that's the immediate people that you normally see. Mm. And that's the thing that I went through, man. So <clears throat> I was here, you know, I was hearing my own homies like jacking the paleteros and things like that. I was uh. like, come on, homie. Yeah. Really, you're gonna do? You're gonna go and jack the paleteros? Go, you're gonna go, go, and, go and jack do this the, and that? I'm like, we're better than that, man. We're better than that as as Latinos. They should have. Like, we gotta show. We gotta show the world that that we can do better things than just do these stupid, you know, idiotic actions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so I started perfecting my. Um, I, I mean, not, not perfecting, but I started, you know, what I mean, getting my poetry up. You know what I mean? And writing more and just being more. Uh, Spoken, outspoken about certain things. Mm. I used to be kind of reserved. Yeah. I used to keep my own thoughts to myself and not be not be able to write it down, or not be able to talk about it. But I I opened up some more and stuff like that. And uh, what really really opened me up to the max of, as I am right now that I'm spo- outspoken and I don't care who's around. I say I speak my word. You know what I mean? I don't care. Mm. The cops are around. You know what I mean? Whatever. I, I say what I say when I want to say. And mm. uh, I think what it was is my anxiety. My anxiety was really what, what pushed me over the edge, like, you know what I mean, having panic attacks and all that. That really, like, I don't know, man. I was going through some stuff, like, you know what I mean? I mean, be, being a family man and, you know what I mean, just trying to make, you know what I mean? We're living in a colonized like, society, brother, just being colonized. We all, you know, everybody's yeah, affected man. with um, anxiety from colonization. That's, you know, exactly. oppression, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, one of the things about the streets um, is, you know, horizontal crime, you know, crime, brown on brown crime um, or black and black crime as well is is a product of colonialism, bro. And, you know, it's it's the oppressed people attempting to deal with their um, with their colonization and they're lashing out. Um, but they have, like you said, they have no guidance, and and, and no. that's the that's the importance of political education. Is um, mm-hmm. once you're politically educated, you understand who the enemy is, and um, you organize accordingly. But um, let's let's talk a little bit about um, about your podcast, bro. How how did you put it together? What what made you do it, and then what it's about? Oh, okay. Well, after you know working on my poetry, uh, it you know, naturally became into a rap. So they, they actually, you know what I mean? I started rapping and stuff right after I started, you know, working on my poetry. So and then after that, you know, gradually I, 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 you know what I mean? I stepped up my game or, you know, I started doing shows here and there, you know what I mean? And um, basically I was seeing that Latinos really had a hard time coming up in the hip hop rap game. And I was like, and so I started looking into online to see what there is about, you know what I mean, if there's any shows or, you know what I mean, any podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. in regards to to people that have made it being interviewed and talking about how they made it and how they got to where they got to and mm-hmm. basically talking to the, to the Raza about it mm-hmm. and giving them pointers of, oh, you want to do this? Well, then go ahead and, you know what I mean? Yeah, Start yeah. this way, you know what I mean? Go and look at this, go and right. do that. So I was like, man, why isn't there nothing like that? Why has no one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being a Latino, I'm sure others feel the same frustration that I do. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm, I'm going to start it myself. So I went on, and, and this was two years ago. This was two years ago when I actually started it. Mm-hmm. So I, I went on, and I just started figuring out how to, how to you know what I mean, make make uh you know what i mean like a logo and do all this so i started going on youtube university <laughs> mm. and um i um yeah basically started figuring out what do i need and pretty much all the stuff that i had for from rapping uh it's pretty much what i what i needed anyway for my podcast and so i was like well i have that i have that you know what i mean it's just i just need to figure out who i'm going to interview and how i'm going to get to interview them how i'm going to how am I going to reach out to them or how am I going to contact with them? So what I 
what I'm always doing, I'm always going on Google, I'm always going on websites, I'm always emailing people, trying to, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. how I started doing it. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to bug people. Fuck yeah, I'm just going to mm-hmm. bug them until they, until they say, yeah, let me, uh, I'll do the interview. You know what I mean? So I kind of started off, a, I kind of started off as a pest, trying to like, just, just, just get at people. And uh, it, it was working, you know what I mean? It was working. I, I got at uh, certain people, like, I was like, damn, can't believe I, <laughs> I can't believe they, 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 uh, they said okay and stuff. So in the beginning, you know what I mean? Of, I mean, in the beginning of doing anything, bro, like, you're shy. You don't know what to expect. So I was like, man, I've never interviewed no one. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? So I started, like, you know what I mean, writing that question. What am I going to ask in, in regards to what? And I was like, well, as an artist, if, if someone were to be interviewing me, what would I want them to ask me? I was like, well, that would be cool to ask this. That would be cool to ask that. In the beginning, I was just asking certain things like, well, I mean, how did you do it? You know what I mean? When you went on stage, how did you, I mean, how did you prepare for it? Mm-hmm. When when you did, uh, when you recorded in the studio, how were, how did you get over those jittery, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. feelings in your stomach? Yeah. How did you, uh, you know what I mean, did you go there prepared already with your lyrics or did you write it there or what did you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, on Like, uh, again, on stage, how did... To this day, how do you how do you deal with being nervous on stage? Mm. Um, what can you tell the people how they can handle being nervous? How they can handle fear? Mm. How they can handle procrastination? How do you deal with procrastination? You know what I mean? Things like that. Yeah, yeah. Things that I struggle with. Things right. that people that I know struggle with. You know right. what I mean? And um, and people like that, they're already you know what I mean making money and stuff. Like I interviewed Busy Bone. Yeah, I never yeah. in a million years thought that I was in the, you know what I mean, that there was, I, I mean, that he would say okay to being interviewed. Yeah, you know? So yeah. I was like, damn, that's cool. Uh, and then, um, and, but now I try to ask even more important questions that I realize to this day, like mental health, like religion, mm. like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh race, things like that. I, I tend to talk more yeah. about that because I'm, I guess I'm more comfortable in in you know what I mean in my own Absolutely. podcast, I'm more comfortable to open up and talk more, kind of like more chill. Like before, yeah. I was kind of uptight. Like I have to follow this exact same yeah, yeah, question yeah, that yeah. I wrote down. Now I don't even look at my questions that I write down. Uh-huh. I just like you know and talk. Like I, I just chop it up. Freestyle, it, it, yeah, yeah, freestyle. There you go. And um, it's it's cool. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. um, I'm liking it, man. You know, and um, I'm just trying to. Eventually, I'm thinking about, <clears throat> I'm actually thinking about changing the name and talking more in regards to what you're doing, bro. Mm, that, uh, I want to be more, uh, uh, I always have it in my mind that, <sighs> um, you know, like a Malcolm X for mm. that Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's beautiful. That's bro. what I'm talking about, man. Something like that to bring in people Absolutely. to like, just talk about what's real. What's like real, Something that I yeah. really talk about a lot. Is the fact that cops don't really need a degree to be cops. No. All they need is their is, is their high school diploma, man. Yeah. How is that possible, man? Yeah, it's it's horrible. You know what I mean? It's horrible, bro. And 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 these and, and the the guards in the prisons are the same way. They need their GED. So you know, oh, most man. of the yeah. The the crazy thing about it is many prisoners. Uh, most of the prisoners are more um, intelligent, more educated than the guards that house them. So, you know, that's another reason I think of the frustration and the the repression as well coming from guards is that, you know, um, they're, you know, communicating with people that are more intelligent than them. But, you know, but the thing about it, um, brother, is, you know, the importance of independent institutions. Like you said, you want to do a more... Um, political show, more show that's real, that talks about real struggle, real issues. Uh, um, and that's important because if we look at the oppressor nation, you know, the white nation has many shows like that. Brother, they, oh, have, yeah. they have millions of listeners and yet Rasa are way behind in that in that arena so we need more shows like this i love your show brother but um i think that's a great idea that that you want to um transform your show and everything changes nothing stays the same brother nothing mm-hmm. um nothing remains stagnant every every single thing in um in society either um reverses or it advances it either dies or it grows so you know um I think that's a good um, uh, 
sign of, of growth, brother, is you continue yeah. to transform your show, continue to change it, continue to make it where it's most needed to the rasa, to the people. You know, what do the people need to hear the most? You know, on, on my show, I think, yeah, I like jokes, brother. You know, I got a sense of humor. I love telling jokes. Mm. But if I got a, a, an hour slot on this radio, um, as much as I love jokes, brother, um, and, and I got to choose between jokes or some realness and, and, and some um, lessons, uh, I'm going to teach truth, brother, rather than the jokes, even though I love the jokes, but I got to stick with what is going to be most beneficial to the rasa, um, and, and, you know, and this is how I um, go about my show, brother, is, you know, what is important today? What is the most important thing today? Um, because in the world, everything changes as well. But I wanted to ask you too, brother, is, um, you know, um, you know, what do you think, you know, your new show, you're talking about possibly developing a different kind of show. And so um, wouldn't, what do you think about, um, you know, creating a show um, that promotes, um, you know, things like um, self-determination, uh, community mm. control, you know, Rasa controlling their communities, um, yeah. you know, um, things like that. I mean, have you ever thought about um, getting into some of that? Yeah, man, yeah. The thing is that, man, I don't want to be uh, kind of copying what others. I know some homies that I, that I chop it up with, and i actually been a part of their podcast. Uh, they recently changed uh, their podcast from uh, for the Barrio podcast. They changed it to uh, Barrio Voices, oh, and I have a lot of respect for the homies Velas and uh, uh, young uh, uh, young Javi. Um, they do their thing talking about you know brown empowerment and uh, you know mm. empowerment for people in color in general. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, man. So they got their thing going, and I want to kind of uh, do a little twist and kind of. I wanted to kind of talk more about being more militant mm. in a way that, um, okay, let me put it to you this way, man. All those, all that revolutionary talk that Tupac was talking about, mm. who's, who's following in his footsteps? Who's mm. taking up all that good talk, mm. all that good message, all that empowerment that he was, you know mm. what I mean, pushing out? Who's yeah. taking up, the, you know what I mean, after yeah, the footsteps yeah. after, after Tupac? No yeah. one's doing nothing about that. Yeah. He was talking about, you know what I mean, real stuff. Like, real why, don't, stuff. why don't churches uh, let homeless people live inside, mm. you know what I mean, sleep inside the, the, the churches? Mm. Why don't why don't we step up to uh, all these injustices and just, you know what I mean, in a forceful way? Why don't we do that? We force our own people into their co into their coffins at, at an uh. early age. Why don't we do that, you know what I mean, to the people that are actually harming us? The yeah, people that are putting us in cages. Absolutely. The people that are shooting us down when we're trying to cross the border, mm. which are called Minutemen. And mm. I talk about that. And there's people that I, uh, homies of mine, that I that I used to talk to them and, and be like, you know what? You guys want to be real gangsters? Go out there to the border and shoot down these Minutemen. <laughs> that's the real power. <laughs> that's, beautiful. that's a real gangster. That's right beautiful. There. That's a real Yeah, gangster. that's beautiful. Brother, and I remember that I was, I talked to somebody who said, you know, if if there's a vario, there's varios along the border that this person said, well, a, a good initiation should be that if they want to join that vario, they got to go put in work on the on the Minutemen and other white supremacists oh. along the border. And I thought, wow, I thought that was a great idea. But you know, absolutely, yeah. I hear you, brother, and and that's something. And and only when people hear that. Did they get different ideas and different forms of resistance mm -hmm. and different forms of organizing? And that's why it's important for these shows. And even though somebody does the show, like you mentioned, your boy that has that show. And, you know, I got free Aslan. But the thing is, we want a hundred uh, revolutionary radios. You know, we want a hundred stations promoting this because only when... Um, you know, Rasa can turn on any radio in any city and just hit a revolutionary station, only then are we going to begin to raise the consciousness of, of Aslan, of the Chicano Nation, and, and raise the consciousness of Rasa to the, to the point where we can have um, big transformations and big forms of resistance mm -hmm. like we talked about along the border. So, but that's, um, that's, that's very important. And, <coughs> excuse me, what do you think, brother, 
about the kids that they have in them cages in the ice camps, bro? Man, that thing, that just makes me, like, so so mad, so frustrated at the system of how, come on, think about it. If there were to be white kids in those, in those, in those, in those uh, cages, do you really think that they would stay non-violent against the system, the whites, the Europeans? Hell no. You really, nah, they're going to go all out. If they're already going all out, shooting down schools, mm. being disgruntled right away, come on, us as people <laughs> of color, we don't get disgruntled like that. Uh. We just like, okay, fuck it, you know what I mean? We got fired, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, they come back with the freaking Uzi, they start shooting down every employee, Man, you know what I mean? Uh. We don't do that stuff. Uh-uh. And if they're already doing that, imagine if they were to be in our shoes, Mm. Seeing their people in cages? Oh, man, forget it, They man. wouldn't survive, bro. You know, our people been um, existing under um, these forms of oppression for so long that we have generations where we're growing up knowing how to react when the pigs are, are pulling us over. I mean, we teach our grandkids, you know, we teach our, you know, our grandparents teach us um, how to, you know, react under these oppressive um, circumstances. So... There's no way they would survive like that, brother. And, and you know, but the thing is, um, as long as we continue to organize and educate and raise the consciousness, um, eventually, brother, um, we're going to be in a situation where, um, you know, justice will be issued out, brother. And I'm a firm believer in, in that. And, and I believe that um, for every injustice, there is going to be a day of justice, brother. And, and, and I'm That's a firm That's the thing, though, bro. Uh you know, sorry to cut you off, but like we're waiting for for something to happen through the government to tell us, okay, this is your way of justice. This is what we're giving you back for all this that we've harmed your people. That's what we're actually waiting for. But we have to take justice into our own hands, just as they have taken their power over us. Mm, absolutely, brother. And and the thing is, the oppressor is never going to give up power willingly and the people are going to have to seize power and that's been happening all over the world if you study any kind of revolution in any country um the oppressor had never stepped down willingly from power and said gave the oppressed power the the oppressed had to seize power they had to take it and that's a revolution brother and and the revolution is a violent insurrection and that is going to be ultimately what um sets us free is not um asking the politicians in washington to change the laws the way we're going to get free the way we're going to liberate our land is through violent insurrection brother and that's the only way it's going to happen and it will happen because um every society um no society has has survived no oppressor nation has survived um forever you know rome fell you know and america will fall um as well but you know brother um I just want to say that um, I, I, I we're, we're pulling into the end here, but I just want to say I'm going to bring you back on Free Aslam, brother, because I want to hear more. I want to hear more of your transformation on your radio show, and um, I just want to welcome you. Um, thank you for coming on to Free Aslam. And if, is there any oh, last man. words that you'd like to uh, say? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to make this uh, this good uh, example of what you just mentioned that we have to take it back, man. Uh, and this is with Reyes Lopez Tijerina, mm. which uh, led an armed takeover yes. of uh, New Mexico's, uh, was it, Rio Arriba uh, County? Tierra Amarilla. They re- to reclaim their uh, 600,000 acre Tierra Amarilla. Yes. The land grant. Yes. A land that was supposed mm. to be kept by Mexicanos mm. after the 1846 to 1848 mm. Mexican American War, man. Mm. Uh, this was the first conflict uh, on their soil. Mm. And you know what I mean? It ended in a bad way, man. They held the courthouse. And uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's because not a lot of people stood behind uh, Mr. Tijerina, man. Mm. If they were to be more, if they were to have more power, if, if people were to just, you know what I mean, let their, whatever it is that they feel that they shouldn't be a part of this. Mm. Like, as we speak right now, if some were to just start and just come up in, in the media saying that, you know what I mean, it's, it's an all-out war with, uh, you know what I mean, Europeans against people of color, who's really going to stand up or who's really going to back out? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. A lot of people are not going to stand for it. They're going to just like be like, oh, man, I surrender. I, yeah. I don't know how to deal with people like this. Yeah. You have to keep this in mind because one day this will happen. Oh, yeah. That they're going to just come after all of us, people of color, because they feel like it. Absolutely. Because they want us out of this place. Yeah. And there will be a civil war, brother. And um, that's why it's important to mobilize today, to organize um, in any way you can, any fashion, to be prepared, um, to um, know self-defense procedures, um, to train, to um, mobilize. Um, this is why this kind of work is so important today because today isn't the day of civil war, but it will be in the future. But we don't want to wait till that time comes and nobody's organized, nobody knows what to do. So it's very important that people begin to organize today and prepare uh, prepare the masses, brother, prepare the raza, prepare the varios, and, um, you know, and, and if possible, to politicize and revolutionize the varios um, because those are our militia groups. The white supremacists, the oppressor nation has their militia groups, the Minutemen and all these other, um, you know, neo-Nazi groups. Well, we have our militia groups and they're called varios. Um, the only mm. thing is we need to uh, ignite them. We need to electrify them. We need to politicize them. We need to revolutionize them. Um, and that's the job of those who are conscious, who come from them barrios. People like you, brother. People like me. People like other people who we come from the barrio. We come from the streets and we know the language of the streets, but we also know the language of revolution, brother. We know the language of, um, you know, of, of resistance. And so we have to be the translators, brother because um, nobody else is going to go into our communities but us. And if all we have is reactionaries and people who are wannabe capitalists and, you know, who um, want to engage in this uh, self-destructive and predatory crimes against the people, um, then um, the people are going to continue to be in the situation they're in. It's only when we inject uh, conscious revolutionary rasa into our organizations, into our groups, into our varios, um, and then we begin to weed out these predators, uh, these opportunists who've been preying on our people uh, in our varios and in our organizations and in our groups, only when we can neutralize them. That's when we're going to begin to see growth. Until that happens, until the people continue to allow these uh, parasites and predators to um, exist within our varios and our groups and our organizations, um, and they push out the revolutionary elements, those who are pushing for change, transformation, and resistance, um, they're going to continue to be in the sad state that they're in, brother, with no yeah. advancement. This is why it's important for people like you, people like me, people that come from the varios, to continue to do this work because we are translators uh, for liberation, brother. But with that yeah, being that's, said... One last message for the raza, man. Absolutely. For the people out there as coconuts, man. Uh, At the end of the day, let's marinate in your mind. At the end of the day, white Anglos will never fully accept you, no matter how much you think they never. will. It's impossible to assimilate into the United Snakes. I mean, there's going to be Americans, brother, but there will never be fully accepted into the white nation. But with that being said, brother, do you have an address, a link or anything you want to say? Yeah, no, how yeah. can people listen to uh, your podcast? On social media, the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. And uh, it's on all major platforms, Spotify, Pandora, uh, Luminar, uh, man, just any any platform that you like listening audio to through uh, it's the Hip Hop Spot podcast. And um, I air, I stream every Monday and Friday a new episode. Okay, brother, with that being said, Tierra y Libertad, brother. Th thank you for joining us on Free Outside. Oh, man, thank you for inviting, bro. And this is KEXU 96.1 FM. I'm JV, and you are listening to Free Aslan. Mm -hmm.